Hello, and welcome to Great Takes Less Filling by The Daily Gopher. I'm Chris, go away you fur. With me this week is Andy, Gopher Guy 05. Sky and Ma, row the boat, go Gophers. And U Street. Well, this week it's Antoine, Tanner, Rashad, U Street, Winfield, Bateman, Morgan, Governor's Victory Bell, 9 and 0. How y'all doing? Howden, you forgot Howden. Uh, I, I didn't forget Howden. I could have gone the entire defensive secondary. You know what? I, I know that we generally have more of a planned schedule on these things, but like whatever. We're currently recording this at 410 God's time, so we've had a little bit of a come down, but only a little bit. I was so hyped to go after winning this game that I almost recorded one of these by myself. So you're welcome, <laughs> everyone, for thinking it would be valuable to have the whole gang together. This is a fantastic game from start to finish. Apart from a fumble by by Shannon Brooks, which in many ways we consider a makeup call for that thing that was an interception, but at least it's probably 50-50 on whether or not there might be a pass interference call on this. The Gophers dominated this game from start to finish. They were the better team today. They were the better team uh, for sure in the first half in all three phases, which I'm shocked by because the special teams I thought was going to be a weakness. And while Penn State is a very good team, I think uh, this is the first uh, first uh, time since Fresno State that I can say that Minnesota beat a team that's better than Fresno State. Don't know if they're as good as you, Penn. <laughs> but, uh, but better than Fresno State. I am just, I am absolutely ecstatic right now. Like, for anybody who wasn't at the game, if you watched on TV, hopefully the atmosphere carried through for you. But that is easily easily the best atmosphere I've seen since I didn't get to go to Michigan state in the opening season, but for me, that's the best atmosphere since air force. And the difference is, is that the fans were there right from the beginning, no security issues and loud consistently in it. Just, it was just absolutely crazy. Yeah. The fact that the Gophers took it to Penn state right away too. I think I saw the stat that Penn state had only allowed one field goal all season long in the first quarter. And so you get the first Winfield interception and the Gophers right down and get the bomb to Bateman and jump out seven, nothing and just get that crowd on their side. I mean, um, you know, it got a little quiet at times when Penn state was coming back, but otherwise that place was rocking. And yeah, the only, the only comparable I can mention, and that was only for a few minutes, was the booing around the famous Halloween game against Michigan State in 09. But otherwise, the the crowd was on from start to finish, and it's the first game I can remember legitimately having to stand for a vast majority of the game in our seats, because everybody was standing, everybody was hyped up, and um, you know, I think it, it showed on the field. The players were playing for everybody, and it was just a, a, a crazy game. Let's uh let's me just throw some some statistics at y'all and these are mostly so we can gawk at a level of impressiveness. Tanner Morgan had a down game. He was only 18 for 20. Only. So he missed he missed two whole throws this Terrible. game. Terrible. For 339 Tanner. yards and three touchdowns. Rashad I mean, Bateman his, his quarterback rating did dr- drop from like 397 to 289 between halftime and the end of the game so i mean it's pretty really pretty worthless that's almost a hundred point drop i mean really what kind of performance is that (laughs) rashad bateman seven catches 203 yards and a touchdown the reason why he had 203 yards is that penn state basically decided that they were going to double tyler johnson on just about every play i say just about every play because tyler johnson had seven receptions for 104 yards to get another 100 yard game breaking his previous 100 yard game record with in this case eric decker 
in the audience and also a touchdown. Tyler Johnson's touchdown, incidentally, was the best play of the game because it was a one-handed one. And I know that it doesn't really matter, but... That was, uh, if we're talking about things that might have been interceptions, should Tyler Johnson have, or not interceptions, uh, defensive pass interference, should Tyler Johnson have missed that catch? Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't think if uh, Brock Walker also had his first field goal ever, Michael Lands was out with a health issue of some kind. So that was pretty impressive. Minnesota, for most of the game, Penn State was giving up something like two yards a rush on the season. (laughs) And Minnesota for a while was averaging about five yards a carry. They finished with about a little over 100 bills on the on the ground. Some of that was taken back by a late sack on Tanner Morgan that counts. But of course, 339 through the air, which is a flip from the last couple of weeks when Minnesota has pounded the ball on the ground. A lot of things that I think we should take away from this win, so many different things. But I was not at the game, though I was at both the Air Force and the Michigan State games that you mentioned. Uh, did either of you rush the field? Both of us rushed the field. I was lucky enough to randomly be on the part of the field that had Rodney Smith, so I have a photo with Rodney Smith. Uh, and then uh, we also happened to be in the same part of the field as Trevor Mbakwe, so I have a, f- I have a photo with Trevor Mbakwe. So, so in one yes. of those pictures, you can see your face. Uh, okay, touche. I see what you're saying there. Uh, I also watched students do turf angels, which I was planning to do, but then they did them better. So I, I, I did not. Andy, uh, you were, I just want to add to, to Andy here before he explains. And the only reason that I'm interjecting, cutting him off is, uh, my Necton of the week is not a Minnesota football player, though. If it was, it would be Coney Durr, by the way, who like under the table is having very much an all big 10 type season. We're not really talking about it because you've just been that quietly good. So he probably would be. But my true Necton of the Week this week is uh, our man on the ground, Gopher Guy 05, Andy, uh, who had massive amounts of food poisoning, yet still showed up, rocked out, cheered very loudly, stood the whole game, managed uh, managed to do exactly what all Gopher fans should do. He changed his best, and we're, uh, we're hugely happy. So he's my personal Necton of the Week. Massive is overstating a little bit, but yes, the morning was a little rough. And had it uh, had it not been this game, or had it not been this time, I may have uh, I may have pulled a lance and uh, not shown up today. But um, I, I was there, and yeah, no, it was uh, it was a crazy atmosphere, and yeah, you could just see the security guys at first started to you know basically make everybody jump the wall, and then after about the first three minutes, they're like, eh, okay, never mind, and everybody was going down. I mean, I would legitimately guess there were probably at one point. 10 to 15,000 fans on the field. It was just a crazy atmosphere. Did uh Street, did you see that Twitter photo from I don't know any one of the media members up in the press box cuz it looked to me like you couldn't see the field. There were just fans over the entire the entire thing. Is that pretty much how it looked? That is that is correct. Uh, quite a few of our fans read Chris's excellent children's book explaining <laughs> how to do maroon madness <laughs> this week and showed up very hard for that. Yes, the field was completely covered. It was in maroon. Excellent job from the fans showing up in the pros game. Understandably, this was complimented uh, both by the players, but also PJ Fleck before he went full pastor mode, which I'm 100% here for always. I think the other thing that's fantastic about this win is, as Andy has mentioned in previous podcasts, it turns out this particular time slot is actually the most viewed game slot that's not the primetime primetime one. Uh, This game 
maybe slightly less because currently LSU and Alabama are also playing. I don't know if you heard that. There was an issue about whether or not game day would perhaps not be in Minneapolis for a reason. But lots of people got to watch it. And today what they got to watch was a team beating another team. Not, you know, getting an upset. Not getting lucky. Not, oh, the other team played incredibly poorly. I think Penn State played quite well. The Gophers just played better from start to finish. And that's what a lot of people got to watch. That's exactly what was supposed to happen on this game. Yeah, to go along with that, it'll be interesting to see just how much credit the national media gives Minnesota. And frankly, we should not give a crap because, you know, enjoy this and we definitely should enjoy it. But, you know, you had people last week basically already lining up the Ohio State-Penn State battle at 10-0s and in two weeks and things like that. So it'll be interesting to see whether, you know, the national pundits actually give Minnesota their due for beating a good Penn State team. As, as you said, Penn State actually played decently. You know, Clifford had probably his worst game of the year, but you can say that a good portion of that was due to the Gophers' pass coverage and, and the occasional times they did get pressure on him, he was flustered in the pocket. So um, hopefully hopefully we get a lot more of, okay, Minnesota really showed up and holy crap, Minnesota actually is for real, rather than, well, that's a fluke win and, you know, da-da-da-da-da. Like, we'll probably get from several people. I think you might get that from several people. I think most people are recognizing that, yeah, it's the case. Look, the reason why I kept saying the Fresno State thing was, A, I think it's funny and I'm willing to beat jokes into the ground. But B, it also happened to be true that in terms of looking at the advanced statistics, and I'm putting advanced in massive air quotes, but it was also a road game. It was early in the non-conference. The team hadn't figured out a lot of different things. They were struggling in lots of different phases. That's the hardest game that they had played on the season up until this game. It is not surprising to me that Penn State had a chance at the end to win this football game. I think that should tell you in some sense how good Penn State is and also how much of an issue it is when you briefly turtle in the third quarter when you don't have to, Kirk. (laughs) And also when you turn the ball over. The ball is the program for a reason. If that turn, if Shannon Brooks does not fumble that ball, which leads to Penn State points, Minnesota probably is winning this game by at least two possessions, maybe three, honestly. Also, if Tanner Morgan on the other incomplete pass of the day had found Tyler Johnson, who was wide open in the back of the end zone, instead of trying to sort of cut it to the side of the end zone, this is a three possession game and it's not close. I don't think that takes anything away from Penn State. I totally agree with Andy that part of the reason why Sean Clifford, who, by the way, I think is going to be a very good quarterback, already is a good quarterback, but he's going to be annoyingly good in a year or two really talented, can make a lot of plays with his arm, can make a lot of plays with his legs, extended plays very well, had a nice ability to get right to the line to draw in the linebacker and then throw to a receiver in the space that that linebacker vacated. They converted several third and longs in that particular vein. He's a good quarterback. Penn State has so many weapons. KJ Hamler is pretty excellent. Freermuth is quite good. Is that the, uh, is that want, the tight end? Yeah, Friermouth, he's good. I have only two complaints about this game. One is the turtle possession that you already mentioned. The second is that dude. That dude is annoyingly good. (laughs) He is annoyingly good, and I need him to go play in the NFL or something immediately. Because seriously, like he was a he was an actual matchup issue for Minnesota. And I think Minnesota played a great game defensively, but he is a really good player, and I will be happy to Never see him again if I really can. Well, bad news, he's only a sophomore, number one. And number two, I'd 
actually probably like to see him in about four weeks, frankly, you know. Maybe Indianapolis. <laughs> uh, all yeah, right. that's not a all right. Touche. I would rather I would rather see him as a matchup issue than Murder Ball Ohio State, who apparently got really mad at Maryland. I don't know the score, but I don't know. Twitter seemed to indicate to me that they killed someone like on the field. At a certain point, the score stops updating and it just reads "Mercy Kill," and that was basically <laughs> the Ohio State. Maryland game like I mean there's a lot of things with him as a matchup now is the point where I know the Kamal Martin wasn't playing and could have been good to go and the staff sat him and that was the correct decision if Kamal Martin had been 100% fully healthy and ready to go I actually think they would have done a much better job containing Farmouth because they wouldn't have had to double him in certain ways they would have had a linebacker who actually could play him one-on-one and run with him instead of trying to deal with a linebacker safety kind of coming over which opened up space in another ways i'm gonna say all of that that praise to penn state is praise for a reason i think they're a really good team and the point that i want to make as a result of that is minnesota is nine and oh because they're a very good football team at this point in the season this nine and this nine and oh is not something that is like oh it's a total accident it it is true that early in the non-conference back when i was talking about how fun it was to watch this team and Chris was having heart palpitations and was like a bit less excited about it. We would get on these great takes and I'd be like, this game's incredibly fun to watch. There's no better team to watch in the country. They have the most fun football games. That didn't change. It's just now the reason why you should watch it isn't just because it's a fun football team. It's because you're watching a really, really good football team. I think what's exciting for me is what we've seen the last couple of weeks is a really good football team. But it was hard to... Not fully buy in, but it was hard to, for me personally, it was hard to let myself believe the very good part. It was, I could believe they were fun. I could believe this was a great season. I could believe I wanted to be into it and let myself emotionally commit to enjoying the season. But it was hard when you're beating a Maryland, when you're beating an Illinois, when you're beating a Nebraska, when you're beating a Rutgers. It's hard when you're beating those quality, not quality, in, those terrible teams. Even if you're beating them badly the way you should, when you're beating those teams, sometimes it's a little hard to think that, hey, Minnesota's very good. And you know what? They are very good because Penn State's very good and Minnesota absolutely took it to them. The score is the score is close in part because Penn State is a good football team and they made things much closer at the end. But hear me when I say this was not a one-score game. This is a two-score game. It's a two-possession game that Penn State cut to one at the end. So the question then is, is when do we want to talk about the elephant in the room? Which is the fact that if, and it's a large if, but if Iowa would win in Madison today, and the Gophers would beat Iowa next Saturday, they'd clinch the Big Ten West. Let's talk about it right the hell now. First off, uh, for all people listening to this podcast, either today when that game is still going on or tomorrow, one never cheers for Iowa, but one always cheers against Wisconsin. Damn Perhaps straight. today is a cheer, day to cheer a little bit harder against Wisconsin. Minnesota goes into Kinnick with a chance to pick up yet another trophy. Let's bring Floyd back, 100% that. That would be true regardless of the outcome of this game. But the other thing that 9-0 shows is that 10-0 is the division. I don't think there's a single player that wasn't aware of that when they walked into the stadium today, 9-0. Regardless of all the coach speak about like our four walls and stuff, no, nah, that's nonsense. 
I'm not saying it's nonsense in terms of they like went and did their job, but I mean everyone knows uh, the cheering for that game. Minnesota hasn't won in Kinnick in a very long time. I don't remember the last time they won. It's been a while. Andy, do you remember the? Uh, it's, I believe it might actually be '99 if we're going on a theme of '99. It's been ninety something. So Minnesota hasn't won in Kinnick this millennium, is what I'm hearing from y'all. That that seems to be the accurate accurate detail. Minnesota should come into that game favored. Well, yes, definitely, without question. Yeah, but I just want to I want to pause and really note that I'm not saying that to be trite. I mean, think about what that actually means. Because I think Iowa's a good football team, and I think Iowa's going to have a really strong defense. Uh, their offense is questionable but that doesn't mean any rivalry game all that stuff immediately goes out the window i think i will come in and give a excellent game i think they have a great defense i think they have certain players who can hurt you i think nate stanley assuming he's not injured because who knows uh, is going to be a very good quarterback i think they have the ability to game plan even though brian ferentz is the offensive coordinator i suspect that iowa <laughs> very much circles this game it's going to be a fight and it's a game that minnesota should be favored in because minnesota is a really good football team and so they're going to go on the road to a place they haven't won in a millennium this millennium and should be favored and yes, to confirm, uh, November 20th, 1999, number 17, Minnesota beat Iowa in Iowa City, 25-21. So it's been 20 years since the Gophers have won in Iowa City. So if you are a freshman listening to this podcast, this has never happened in your lifetime, unless you took a slightly roundabout way to become a freshman. Well, to go back to that too, just looking at the results... Before 99, the last win in Iowa City was 89, and then 81. So Minnesota has won in three games in Kinnick since 1981 out of, what, 18? That sounds about right. This is the kind of game that... The Penn State game was a great game because it's the first kind of game that a program wants to be in. They covered this a little bit in the press conference. You know, what do these games mean to you? Well, obviously, these are the games I dream about playing in. And that's true. Uh, But the real game that you think about playing in is the one that wins something. Not just wins a trophy that tomorrow I will go back to thinking is a ludicrous trophy. If Iowa is to win against Wisconsin, then yeah, you're playing for the division. That's what you actually get into big-time college football for. But let's suppose that that is not true. Let's suppose that Wisconsin wins. Well, then your A is still playing for Floyd, and you're playing for a chance the week after to clinch the division. Minnesota, regardless, has at least a two-game lead, no matter what the outcome of that game is. And it might be three. It's... This is... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I I'm look I homer picked in the picks for today um I didn't I, I homer picked it was intentional I was pretty clear when noting in my pick that this is a homer pick in my head I mentally I was okay with it I was okay with losing like I I, I really just hoped Minnesota put up a good game and if we lost okay I tried to let myself dare to dream just a little bit. As the as the morning went on, I dreamed a little more. As the game went on, I dreamed a little more. And when that interception, when Howden intercepted that pass, I 
I couldn't cheer. I couldn't move. I was just stone shocked with happiness. And that's not going to leave me for a very long time. And that's amazing. That's truly, it's, there have been a, there have been a number of really great moments in my lifetime as a Gopher fan. Not as many as we all would hope, but there have been great moments to be a Gopher fan in my lifetime. And I am honestly not sure that any of them reached this level, not because they weren't great in their own right, but because this is actually legitimately important. This is potentially setting up a division title. This is potentially setting up a Big Ten title. This is potentially setting up a Rose Bowl. This is potentially setting up a college football playoff appearance. Like This game really mattered. It mattered a lot. And the Gophers, as you said, Street, didn't fluke into it. They went out and they just took it. And that's that's just so awesome to have been a witness to. I think what you're going to see, by the way, uh, for all who are curious, next week they play at 3 p.m. God's time, so set your calendars. And if you have the opportunity to go to Iowa City, first off, make sure to bring defensive protection. Uh, secondly, uh, make sure to be there and cheer very loudly. But the thing that also gets back and that I really want to highlight, and I've said a few times, but I'm going to say some more, is uh, tomorrow the number next to Minnesota's name will be in the single digits. It better be. Nah, I just, it will be. It probably is going to be low single digits, but Baylor escaped at TCU and definitely should have lost. <laughs> Shout out to our frog bros. Sorry about the loss there. Love you, frogs of war. But there's going to be either LSU or Alabama who are currently playing as we're recording this uh, losing. Minnesota is going to be one of the last few undefeated teams in the country. They knocked off a team convincingly. They have a lot going. There will be a single digit next to their name. But, and now here's the but part about it. So that's the identification. Here's the but. Just being single digits now is not what we're actually pushing for. We're in rarefied air as regards of the Gopher program in general, but we shouldn't be in rarefied air about what we think this program can achieve. This program now has nine wins, but I would prefer a single-digit ranking and double-digit wins after Saturday by a lot. And I think that's absolutely, totally conceivable. And that, right now, is incredibly exciting to be able to talk about but much like i suspect the team i actually don't think their coach speaking this will say tomorrow we'll go back we'll look at the film we'll get better and we'll focus on being one and zero in the iowa week one and zero in the iowa week is the thing that's going to really matter being 10 and 0 having the opportunity to go into northwestern the week after and clinch the division that's where you want to be but it is a it is an absolutely great feeling right now andy any kind of final thoughts i actually i you know what? We're not even going to do Nectons. Everybody's a Necton, so I'm going to turn to Andy. Any final thoughts? Yeah, no, it's just it's sort of unreal sitting here thinking about it. Obviously, you know, the numbers out there, this is the first time Minnesota's been 9-0 since 1904, so literally there might be 5 to 10 people in the Metro who are alive and were, you know, toddlers the last time the Gophers were 9-0. and Fun fact on the on that, when the last, the last time the Gophers were 1904, it was 1904. There were only 45 states in the union. Wait. Okay. I'm. I, I usually pride myself on being a history person, but 
What? Yep. New Mexico was still Mexico. <laughs> okay. That's that's a thing. Oklahoma, New Mexico, Arizona, Alaska, and Hawaii were not members of the United States of America the last time Minnesota was 9-0. I apologize for cutting you off, Andy. I just wanted to highlight when you said 5 to 10 people in the metro area, that's like roughly the number of states that weren't in the union <laughs> the last time they were 9-0. Yeah. No, so yeah, if you, if you want to try and put into your head that Teddy Roosevelt was finishing up his first term, that's another thing that will sort of blow your mind. But um, yeah, no, I mean, we enjoy the ride. You know, just we're doing something that none of us have ever seen before. You know, we want to continue this ride. I have no doubt that the team will get focused and do it. But as a fan, don't just enjoy the ride. Just sit back, keep it going. You know, if, let's just say if things happen and we drop a game next week, it's not the same old Gophers. It's not the same old team. This this team is is doing something different and special, and we all need to continue to get behind it because who knows when we'll see it again. Magic, pure magic is is my is my experience. Street, I don't know. You got anything to close out with? Go Gophers, row the boat, Skyuma. Well, that's my line. You can't take that. I don't got anything else other than if you have the opportunity <laughs> to go to Kinnick next week, you probably want to go to Kinnick. I think you're going to see something cool on behalf of uh, the team that you support, the University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. Yeah, I would uh, strongly second that. If you have the opportunity to go to Kinnick, uh, I've been to a game in Kinnick. Generally, the fans in Iowa, at Iowa, I, I think Andy would agree with me. The fans, The Iowa fans in Iowa tend to be a lot better than the Iowa fans you may be used to in the Twin Cities. I don't know if it's something to do with being surrounded by pig poop all the time. They just get nice. But regardless, it's generally a decent road trip. And if they win for the first time in 20 years, if you're a Gopher fan who gets to be there, that's just going to be a madhouse exciting moment. So if you can go, go. In the meantime, we'll have plenty of coverage coming up to that game on the blog. We will, of course, have another SkyU podcast coming next week. In the meantime, go Gophers. Sky Yuma, row the boat. Go Gophers, row the boat.